Welcome to the Westmoreland Podcast. We are two sisters who are raised as readers and world travelers. We grew up under the same roof, but have pretty different reading tastes. This podcast is our way to keep in touch with one another and with our listeners via our reading lives. I'm Heidi. I live in Central Virginia with my husband, Alexander, and our four kids. I'm a freelancer, homeschool mom, and avid reader. Drum roll. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm Lissa. Welcome back. Yay, Here Lissa. I am. I live in a gorgeous valley in western Colorado. I love mountains, photography, board games, and of course, books. On today's episode, I'm back. Yay! <laughs> and we're going to catch up a little bit, talk about some books we're excited to read this summer. This is episode eight of season two, and we're so glad that you've joined us. Three cheers. It's been a ride. Yeah, and we both have, well, we both had tea. We both finished our tea. Yes. But we both finished. have cheese its Yes, Cheez-Its, and I'm sure you can hear the lovely trucks of our neighborhood in the background. So It's all part of summertime. That's <laughs> what is this summertime. is about, is reading in summertime, and what would that be without, like, the background of cars yeah. outside? Yeah, no, our summertime background is definitely big trucks and mariachi music. Lots hmm. and lots of it. Nice. Ours is yeah. dogs barking, big trucks, mm -hmm. and my background is children. So Yes, always. <laughs> yes, all right, well... Let's do a really quick, whatever you want to update people about. I've kind of told people that your leg was broken and you've been taking care of your leg. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a huge part of it for sure. I am transitioning off of crutches. So I'm in the process of transitioning into full weight on my leg and I've started physical therapy this week and that's good. It's really nice to have some mobility. Um, I was already depressed before I broke my leg. So that's part of what this whole process has been is I got to a pretty dark place and I've been needing some pretty serious mental health help. So my mom actually has come and moved in with us for a little while to help take care of me. Um, so as difficult as all of this has been and taking a break from everything in life that I was doing before, I also have some really good help now to try to get me back on track and get me to a more functioning, healthy place. So that has included lots of doctor's appointments um, for my leg, but also for my brain. And mm -hmm. we're heading in the right direction. So any questions, I'm happy to answer. Um, pretty much an open book. But um, yeah, communication and life has been particularly difficult for the last couple months. But I'm, I'm back and planning on continuing to be. Yeah. And the pressure's off for you to be back every single week. We yes. got plans. We've got yes. exciting episodes coming up. Very exciting. And for tonight, it's just going to be fun to talk about summertime reading. Have you been yeah. reading over the last couple of weeks? I have. I actually, um, one of my fun things to try to look forward to, I'm a sucker for competition. Um, <laughs> I'm very competitive. So I actually joined the summer reading program at our library. Um, oh, I finally have a local library card. <laughs> um, and so it's pretty funny though. The thing that like hooked me was in the adult, um, the adult reading category, one of the prizes, you know, if you read so much, you get entered into win the grand prize, right? You get little prizes along the way. I think I'm going to get like, you know, some animal bookmarks and things, but um, the, the thing that hooked me is one of the options for the grand prize is a multiple night stay at an alpaca farm. What? <laughs> Where you get to sleep by the alpacas and feed and have fun with the alpacas. So 
I'm uh, I'm on a roll with reading to get all of my minutes in so that I can be entered to win an overnight stay at Del Taco Bar. I do not want to do that. It sounds so fun to me. It's actually this like really <laughs> expensive Airbnb in our area, so I'm um I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But well, good yeah, luck. As part of my um, as part of my mental health stuff and dealing with some anxiety, I. I have gone back to rereading some books that I already know because that's comforting and yeah. rewatching shows. And so um, I'm actually, I have never actually read. I've listened to the Red Rising series that I highly recommended on here, um, but I'm now actually physically reading the series and that's been um, very comforting, which is funny because it's not a comforting book at all. It's very <laughs> brutal, but I know the story. And so that's, that's been good for my brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm rereading that series at least the first three books for now Mm -hmm. um because I got those for Christmas for my husband so well good luck I would love for you to post on the Instagram like where you're at with how many books you've read for this competition and like what the goal is and all of that that would be yeah I can do that I even have these little bookmarks where you color in the animals for every 20 minutes you've read so Yeah, for sure. I gave up on our library's adult summer reading challenge because, well, and kind of for the kids, I just haven't signed them up this year because they do it virtually now where you sign in through an app. And so few people participate that both of my boys won a big prize last summer, which is fine, but like, I don't want them to win again. <laughs> like I don't Wasn't want it to... an iPad or something? And it, you was were like, t- it was an Amazon, like it was a Kindle. Not uh, like, not like a brand, brand new one. Um, not like the most recent version, but it was a Kindle, but like we already have a Kindle for the kids that they use and their screen time is really limited. And so it's just not a practical prize for a six-year-old, at least not in our house. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Like, cause he can't do anything with it unless Right. You don't want them online and stuff. Right. And so, and then the other prize was like a $25 gift card to a local toy store, which was awesome, except for then it created this problem of like, well, how come he gets to go spend all this money at this toy store and get an awesome toy and we don't. And so like good lessons in there about how like life is not fair. You don't always get what you want. (laughs) Um, but also I'm like, I just don't feel like repeating that experience this summer. Right. It's, it's not an alpaca day. So no. And the adult <laughs> one, the one summer that I participated, I won a prize, but it was like this chintzy dollar store coffee cup with like a couple of keychains in it or something. And I was oh, yeah. like, I read so much, like, I do not need this. Why not like <laughs> a book, you know, that would yeah, make sense. Seriously. <laughs> I would do that. But yeah. Um, anyway. Ours uses an app too, but it's completely optional. And so you still have to like turn in your physical logs, even if you're using the app. So Mm -hmm. yeah, the app is uh, not optional for us. And that's not to say we're not using the library this summer because I am currently surrounded by about 40 books that I picked up to um, do a state history unit with my kids this summer. So we're going to be studying Virginia state history for a few weeks. Um, and so I have lots and lots of books That'll on Virginia. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it'll be fun. So we're using it. We're there once a week. The kids are, they have their favorite spots. It's very cute to see them run in and look for the next book in the series they're interested in or whatever. And mom, it's not here. And I'm like, well, uh, that's because somebody else took it 
and you got a deal. Sorry. <laughs> we'll put it on hold. Figure it out. One of the books that I'm excited to read this summer is actually one you sent me. I started it and I wasn't in a good place for it because it was kind of intense, mm-hmm. but I'm going to pick up where I left off um, probably after the books I'm reading right now. Um, and it is called Snowflower and the Secret Fan mm-hmm. by Lisa C. So it is about 19th century China in a remote area where this young girl, you're like walked through the process of her growing up in the Chinese family and the foot binding that's involved and how to make friends and the secret language that they use as women to write on fans to their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to pick that back up and finish that. That's one of my good summer books. Um, Mm-hmm. So that's my first one. How about you? Cool. Uh, my first one is called The Souls of Poor Folk by Alexander Irvine. He was an Irish writer. Let's see. Back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. So he was born in 1863, passed away in 1941. Um, I don't know. Have you ever read or heard of the book Angela's Ashes by Frank McCourt? I didn't actually finish it because it was so grim and so dark. But right after that, I picked up My Lady of the Chimney Corner by Alexander Irvine. And it is the same kind of setting, except it is not grim and dark because the faith of his mom and her humor and wit and her hospitality um, are the central focus of that book. Mm during the Irish potato famine and during very lean and difficult times. Um, But it's great. It is older language, but the souls of poor folk is the sequel to that. Um, Okay. And Alexander Irvine is actually, I believe the great grandfather of our mutual friend, Adina. Um, And so he, his writing is beautiful. It's a little older. It's kind of, it's written in dialect. Like the, the dialogue is, but it's just like if you want a very sweet story with some very strong characters. And some yeah. history. And some history. It's really good. And it's his, a lot of it is his, his memories. Like it's his own life he's writing about. Um, and so it's a firsthand account. So that's, that's really my cool. first one. The Souls of Poor Folk by Alexander Irvine. I borrowed it from um, Adina like six to eight months ago. <laughs> So it's time to read it and pick it up. I've read a few of his um, and I really love his writing. So that's cool. What's I your... definitely have a couple of those borrowed ones sitting around that I still haven't oh, yeah. gotten the mood to read. Yeah. Uh, what's your second one? My second one is a little bit of a um, mystery kind of intense sounding. They actually made a movie off of this and I haven't decided if I'm going to watch the movie um, and if I'm going to do it before or after I read the book, but mm-hmm. it is called Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. I think it's how you say it. Du Maurier. Mm-hmm. Du Maurier, maybe. Um, and it is about a woman who marries Mr. Maxim de Winter and is essentially entering into a haunted house and the mystery of what actually happened to his first wife. And so there's the staff and the house and all of these really eerie things that she's discovering as she's trying to figure out what actually happened to the first Mrs. De Winter. Yeah, it sounds pretty intense. So we'll see when I actually get to it in the midst of my trying to read less dark things. Um, (laughs) But 
um, you know, it's very real physical evil that she's seeing and feeling and part of, and yet also in the midst of like a honeymoon phase and trying to mm-hmm. be a good wife. And so it is Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. And I'm really excited about it. And we'll see if I end up watching the movie or not. I'm not usually a big scary movie person. So not. We'll, I'll probably read the book first and then decide. Definitely read the book first. I love that book. Yeah. You've read it? Yeah. A couple of times. Go. It's picked it up thrifting. I've it's bought one like of 50 books thrifting recently. Yeah. Not it's one of the, um, one of the first Gothic novels to be written. So mm. let me know if you get on a Gothic kick because it is a mystery and it is kind of dark, but mainly it's the Gothic kind of dark where you're just okay. in the atmosphere of mystery um, and not like not like depressing dark. Yeah, more like Clue. More like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not it as does, funny, but... It does put you there, like in the place and it's both beautiful and and mysterious and a little bit creepy a couple times um well that's a good description of the mm -hmm. book I'm going to read then Rebecca it is I feel like people have liked people who have liked like a darker shade of magic also like Rebecca uh just because of the atmosphere and And I I love that so yeah and I have that one because you sent it to me so that's actually on my TBR but I was trying to pick ones that like I hadn't mentioned on the podcast before so yep my my summertime reading plan is to read like all the books that I talked about with Mindy Browse on here because um, <laughs> I bought almost all of them after I recorded with her <laughs> That's awesome. and Alex was like whoa and I was like well okay but she says every person needs to read these so I'm there gonna go. read them send them to me when you're done yeah maybe you can have an entire <laughs> podcast on just those again <laughs> yeah the first one um Nori Ryan's song I was like heaving crying at the end of that one. Oh my gosh, that? so amazing. Uh, I don't Nori, know if I want to heave cry, but. Nori Ryan's song. Just go listen to the episode with Mindy again. She describes it. It's amazing. And it's okay. middle grade and it's amazing. So anyway, um, my book number two for this podcast, <laughs> uh, books I'm excited about is called Sula by Toni Morrison. This is backlist, um, big time backlist. So it is about two young black girls and they're um, growing up together in a small town in Ohio. Um, They kind of split ways as they grow up and become women. Um, One of them chooses to stay in Ohio and marry and raise a family um, and kind of becomes a pillar in their community. And the other um, rejects all of that. She goes to college She submerges herself in city life um, and all of that implies, and she's kind of seen as like a wicked wayward woman (laughs) when she returns home. So ultimately it is about their confrontation and reconciliation uh, toward the end of their lives. And um, so it's the, the jacket copy says it creates an unforgettable rendering of what it means and costs to exist and survive as a black woman in America. Um, what do you mean um what do you mean by backlist in 1982 this was published so this is before I was born backlist just means an older um oh okay older book from that author so and this definitely counts (laughs) I didn't even I didn't know it was before I was born but I'm excited about it um and excited to see what it how it sits next to some more contemporary 
books on kind of on this topic that I've read recently. So that's yeah, Sula. That good. You've mentioned you've mentioned that author before too. Yeah. Um, so that's Sula by Toni Morrison. Okay. What is your that sounds super good. third book? You might have to send me that one too. Uh, my third <laughs> book, I'm actually very excited about this. So I went um, with my mom and my husband, I went to Grand Junction, Colorado uh, last weekend and returned a book journal that I had bought for Christmas that I really didn't want or need because it was way too intense for what I needed. Um, Moleskine, you know, they go out. Moleskine. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I returned that and with the credit from it, bought like three books out of the sale section at Barnes and Noble. Um, nice. And I saw this and it was on super sale. And so I'm really excited about this. It is The Further Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. And it's called The Moonstone's Curse by Sam Siciliano. There we go. Um, so it is literally someone picking up the Sherlock series and rewriting about the world's greatest detef detective. Um, so it's a detective return kind of story. Um, and it is about um, an, an aristocrat. Wow, words are hard today. Um, <laughs> an aristocrat who comes to Sherlock believes his wife is in danger from this heirloom, a moonstone that they have that is supposedly cursed. Um, mm. And it's a diamond his family's had for generations. And a jeweler is found murdered. That's a hard word too. Um, and so the Moonstone is delivering on its rep reputation of being cursed. And he ropes Sherlock in to try to solve the mystery of this jewel. And so um, it is, uh, yeah, gonna jump right back into the Sherlock, but by a new author. So I'm excited about that. So that is The Moonstone's Curse by Sam Siciliano. And I'm so psyched because I love Sherlock. Yeah, you would be excited. We found the complete illustrated works of Sherlock Holmes Ooh. and just a complete collection of Sherlock Holmes at Goodwill the other day. Um, yep, I would be excited. I love that. So. We actually got rid of, we had a couple like just copies of single stories of Sherlock. And when we went through all of our books, I was like, you know, I really just want a nice, pretty complete work someday. So I don't mm -hmm. feel like keeping these. And so we got rid of them. And then like less than a week later at Goodwill, I was there like, was. boom. Well, if you see another was. one, you know who wants it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have awesome. two of them. I could just send you one. Ooh, I want a pretty one too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there were an illustrated though. I'll have to check those out next time I'm visiting. Well, it's like one of those ones where like every few pages there's like a like oh, an ink okay. drawing or something. Yeah, I think I, that's what I have then. Okay, that's cool. All right, book number three is Reading Lolita in Tehran by Azar Nafisi. So, this book, and the subtitle is A Memoir in Books. So this book is about a bold and inspired teacher named Azar Nafisi. So this is nonfiction. This is her memoir. I've been told, though, that it reads like fiction. So Azar Nafisi secretly gathers seven of her most committed female students in the Islamic Republic of Iran, Iran um, to read forbidden Western classics. So this is about their education and literature. Um, this is awesome. about their life as fundamentalists seize hold of the universities, um, censorship, um, like cutting off artistic expression and just censoring everything that people are able to see in the world. Um, so the girls in Nafisi's living room risk removing their veils, immersing themselves in the world of Jane Austen, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Henry James. Um, and so in this memoir, their stories become intertwined with the ones that they're reading. 
Um, and it is the jacket copy says it's a remarkable exploration of resilience in the face of tyranny and a celebration of the liter liberating power of literature. You're not the only one struggling with words. <laughs> yeah, those are some big words too. <laughs> yeah. So I picked this up. I can't remember. It was this year recently. Um, but I'm excited about this. This is the kind of memoir I like that takes you to a different time and place. Um, yeah, and, and culture. And culture. And so that's Reading Lolita in Tehran by Azar That Nafisi. sounds super cool. Yeah. Also, just a side note, I completely forgot. I have a beautiful copy of Sherlock that you contributed to for my birthday. That's an Eastern Press. So I just remembered that. Oh, that's <laughs> true. <another> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I won't send it to you. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so that's cool funny. i'm so happy to be talking books again yeah it's something we need in our lives i feel like that's true i mean my I bookshelf do. is looking rather full from all my thrifting finds with mom recently i bet so what are you at like 60 or 70 books in the last couple of weeks <laughs> uh i think it's less than that it's probably like 20 or 30 but okay. you know for how much that fills out your shelves in yeah. a matter of a couple of weeks it seems like a lot more we need more bookshelves. Like, yeah. Well, and some of the ones that I've gotten um, were um, at a thrift, at a garage sale. It was like the end of the day. So they just let us take them. They didn't even make us pay for them. And there's yeah. these beautiful big picture books. And I got one on the Soviet Union and um, one that was Ansel Adams, beautiful mm -hmm. photos of like Yosemite. So oh, cool. Yeah. Very so I got cool. some good coffee table books as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what you have to do. Yard sailing is find the people who just want to get rid of their stuff. Yep. <laughs> it was fun. Mm -hmm. So you're going to read those three. You're excited about them. I'm going to mm -hmm. read these three. I'm excited about them. We're going to do it. I'm going to go put them in my room after this. So I remember that these are the, these are the on deck ones off my shelves. Yeah. The next three. These might not be the next three. I'm currently reading one called Lark Rise to Candleford by Flora Thompson. It is an intricate chronicle of a small England hamlet at the turn of the century and all the little cottages and the village mm -hmm. people and their lives up in each other's business <laughs> and how the men smell on their way home from work like it is just an incredibly detailed quiet experience of a completely different time and place that has no plot really um, you are, you are reading through the eyes of a little girl named Laura and she loves her home. And so as you, um, as you get to know people, you learn their faults and their, um, virtues and what Laura thinks of them, but it isn't even really a character drawn. It's like the town is the character. And so it's like a town character driven cool. book, but it is just, I started and put down like five or six books in a row because I just couldn't get into a more exciting story. It was like mm -hmm. my spirit needed something that would just put quaint. me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And something quaint and quiet. And so it's kind of like reading Jane Austen, uh, yeah. except way longer. So it's what I have is a trilogy um, all in like one volume. Um, okay. And it was a TV show. And I've heard that it's very, very good. Like one of those period uh, drama oh. kind of tv shows so yeah tell me where that's on because i need a new tv i show. don't actually know <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look um yeah. i do like uh rebecca that i'm supposed to read i do like um it's set in the windswept cornish coast is what the book says and mm -hmm. i love books that transport you to new places like that 
Yeah, if you sit with that teeny tiny little air conditioner blowing on you while you read some of the more intense scenes, you're going to feel like you you're go. on the Cornish coast. Transported. That's what transported. a good novel does, right? Right, transported by the AC. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado is hot right now. Yeah, it's hotter than here. Yeah, we got it early this year. I don't know what that's about, but yeah. hopefully that means our fall will be significantly longer. Mm-hmm. All right, well, this was really fun. I'm very glad to see you and talk about books with you. And I have only read two of the ones that you mentioned. (laughs) I just don't know at what point I'm ever going to mention a collection of books that you haven't read, Heidi. Part of it is because (laughs) part of it is because we talk so much about books that when you're out shopping, you probably have like some of these titles and authors down in your subconscious. Oh, I have them written down on an actual list too. So yeah, yeah, that true. we've already talked about that and like you've talked about, yeah. And a lot of the ones that I talk about, I only talk about them if I've read them. Yeah, it's true. So. But that aside, just embrace that amazingness of yourself that you've read so many books because <laughs> I truly think that it's astounding. And you probably have read together like probably four of my friends haven't read as many books in your lifetime as you already have so i i just it's you're amazing impressive. accept it's, it it's not impressive to me because there's so many more books out there to read yeah but it should be like i have 50 sitting on my desk impressive. right now that i've never read <laughs> so i'm already behind most people only have two Heidi. maybe two <laughs> all well, right well thanks so much for listening uh, to support the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you are currently listening. Give us a shout out on social media. Our listeners are an important part of our podcast growing and reaching the right audience. So thank you. For full show notes with links to everything we mentioned on today's episode, visit our website, westmorelandpodcast.com. Or if you have any questions or just want to talk books with us, find us at Westmoreland Podcast on Instagram or shoot us an email at westmorelandpodcasts at gmail.com. Until next time, happy happy reading. (laughs) Bye, Alyssa. Bye, Heidi. Huzzah. Huzzah.